0: Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts Noah, Griggs, and Ben going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can
1: tweet at us at Noah underscore Phillips at Junior underscore McClerkin and at The Griggs B. It's time for the green flag and it's lights out and
2: away we go. And welcome into the Bradley Basin Studio inside the Melton Student Center. It is 1 o'clock on a Friday, so that can only mean it is time for Legal 91.1 FM's exclusive Formula 1 show, Smooth Operators. Uh, my name is Noel Phillips, and next to me, as always, is the one, the only, Griggs Blankenberg. Griggs, how are we feeling today?
0: We're feeling great today, man. We're having a good day. It's it's a little chilly outside, but sun's shining. I'd much rather be this temperature and not raining than, yeah, just no rain. Yeah,
2: don't worry, though. It'll be warmed up here in a little bit. And then it'll be cold again. Yeah.
0: People know the Alabama weather. As it is, as I'm still learning, being new here. But nonetheless, it is time to talk about the world of Formula 1. Ben will be joining us in a minute. He's running a little bit late. All good, though. Let's start off with the main news that struck Formula 1 this week, and that is about Saudi Arabia. No, we're not talking about Live Golf. We're talking about Saudi Arabia reportedly wanting to buy... Formula One for over twenty billion dollars. This is from FrontOfficeSports.com. Saudi Arabia reportedly looked into buying Formula One and remains interested should the opportunity arise. The country's sovereign wealth fund, the Saudi Public Investment Fund, the two the six hundred twenty billion dollar public investment fund, was interested in purchasing the global racing series from Liberty Media, according to Bloomberg. Uh, the, as I already said, the PIF uh, uh, funds Live Golf. It also owns the Premier League team Newcastle, and it has valued Formula One at well above $20 billion, including debt. For a reminder for those, Liberty Media, who also owns the Atlanta Braves, bought a Formula One for $4.4 billion back in 2017 and was not interested in selling, and the Saudis are still remaining interested.
2: Yeah, and I don't think they're ever not going to be interested. I mean... Saudi Arabia likes to buy whatever it can get its hands on. Just recently, we saw them try to buy the WWE from. I feel like that still might be a possibility. Well, you know, it still might be. You know, there's a lot of shakeups going on in that beautiful, beautiful world of wrestling. But Formula One is such a different animal to wrestling for for one it's actually a sport you know wrestling, <laughs> there's that wrestling is theater at its core you know you can listen if you're interested in wrestling you can listen to wwegl new show we- just came out today uh yes wednesdays at nine or wherever you want, want to get your podcast but at the end of the day we're here to talk about formula one and i'm not very surprised the saudi arabia interest fund or whatever they call it the public investment fund, public investment that's a terrible name <laughs> but um not very surprised they tried to buy Formula 1, obviously. Uh, they had a huge turnout to that race, I guess you call it, in <laughs> Saudi Arabia, that terrible, terrible track layout that is terrible to drive on F1 2022. Um, I, I'm really surprised they came up with that number, though. I think that number a little bit too high.
0: Twenty billion, which I think they did a uh, this same website I was talking about did a valuation of the most valuable sports franchise in the world, and that valuation pushed Liberty Media with Formula One and the Atlanta Braves to being the most valuable sports or um, organization or holding group in the world, followed by Stan Kroenke with Arsenal, the uh, Los Angeles Rams, the Denver Nuggets, and the Colorado Rapids. So, it was a very interesting list, but yeah, that that um, uh, they're um, that. Um, was that price point that the Saudis gave to uh, Liberty Media helped their stock to jump. They were around 6.9% in early trading on Friday and is up 12.6% over the last 12 months. And so they, um, their stock is more, uh, value has more than doubled since the beginning of 2019 and has a current market cap of $30.2 billion. As Noah's talking about the race in Saudi Arabia, they first started racing there at Jeddah in 2021, and they're going to hold their third race this season on March uh, 19th, and you're right No, I'm not surprised they're interested in this, they're trying to get more of their hand into sports with one the Live the golf Tour, which is the most notable for them, and now starting to become more notable is Newcastle United, but you have to think about the impact that Formula One is now having really on the Middle East you have a race in Bahrain, a race in Saudi Arabia, you have a race in Qatar, you have a race in Abu Dhabi, and then what would you call Azerbaijan? I, I think they're, like, top of the Middle East, probably. I don't
2: think they're really, like, middle Middle East,
0: probably. I, I don't
2: really. I'm not a geography major, so, you know. we.
0: But nevertheless, that's still four or five races in the Middle East now. So, it's starting to have more of a presence in, uh, yes, it is the Middle East. So, it's starting to have a more of a presence in racing.
2: As Ben McCurkin slides through the door as we welcome them into this beautiful conversation we're having about the Saudi Arabians.
0: Cash is king. Cash is king. Cash is king. Welcome, Ben.
1: Thank you. Thank you. How are we doing?
0: We're doing good. So we're just talking about, again, how um, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, $620 billion public investment fund, was interested in buying uh, F1 from Liberty Media for $20 billion, now making Liberty Media the most powerful sports-holding corporation in the world.
1: So am I correct in saying that they did not succeed in buying
0: that? They did not succeed.
1: Is that because the FIA says we are lending F1 out to Liberty Media and you can't buy it?
0: That is one of the reasons why I believe, yes.
1: Chad move. (laughs) Very proud of the FIA for that, you know, because as the motorsports governing body, they really did a good job here, you know, enforcing that they are the top dog. They are the people who are in charge. They hold the keys and they decide who gets them. (laughs)
0: There you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's right. I mean, um you have that, and it's now becoming we're talking about more um, prominent in the Middle East, where it has four or five races now, and so it makes sense that they want to have a a hand in Formula One, especially with the Saudi Arabia getting a track um, and now their third race is coming up in March,
2: plus Saudi Arabia is doing anything in their power to improve their image. And going after (laughs) – I'm very surprised they tried to get F1 because that's so much more of a uh, world sport than just like a European sport now. Mm. WWE, it kind of makes sense because they go there like twice a year now, I think. Wow. And obviously them trying to purchase that is important. And then they just kind of poached golf. (laughs) <laughs> Which is weird. Like, we're, still wait,
1: we're still waiting to see
0: how that kind of yeah, I'm interested out. to see how that
1: pans out. What's interesting about Saudi Arabia is that they kind of picked the wrong sport to be their PR rep. If we're going to be honest, like you know what you know what um, F1 has done in the past with political statements, and of course, obviously now those are banned. But in the past, drivers would make statements calling out their country and other Arab countries' specific human rights violations and other questionable moral decisions that they make like why would you decide to buy that oh wait that makes perfect sense (laughs) think about (laughs) it think about it so you buy it and then now the political statements are banned you own your image it's that's actually genius i didn't even think about that
0: yeah and just kind of wonders like liberty media said no and and instead they said the Saudis fund is still remains interested for formula of liberty media versus his stance i feel like Twenty billion, they're going to have to up that a little bit if they want to switch. Even though some people are calling that a little high of, of evaluation for Formula One. If you want to, if you want to get
1: the FIA to lease that out to you, you're going to have to bring a lot more money than twenty billion. It sounds like a lot, but in the long in the long run, that's really not that much money. If you if you talk about you know the capital that they'll be bringing in from you know successfully or unsuccessfully managing F one.
2: The other thing is, too, you know, it's a big, big circus Formula That's a lot of uh, things you have to manage. And 20000000000 billion, I'm sure, goes a long way. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to pick that price point up. It may be more than it's worth, but the circus is so prof- profitable, you can make more of that. Exactly. You're going to have to pay far more than what it's worth to
1: get what you want. Especially considering, you know, how much money F1 is making at the moment. I I, I would be happy as liberty or the fia to say no we'll just keep things the way they are we like it fine thank you
0: i mean yeah they're doing everything right from like a revenue standpoint right now i don't know where else that they would really turn besides that i mean they got yeah they're renewing the um the um i think that's I i think the rights deal in america got renewed by espn for a decent sum of money thank goodness yeah and then from well from sky to espn and then from F- Formula One, if that makes sense. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. So
1: it's it, it's a chain of broadcasts. So ESPN actually picks up the Sky Sports broadcast. If you're not familiar with that, so what we're actually getting is the British media version of that.
0: Mm-hmm. And so also it kind of begs the question: if they were to go be sold to the Saudis, how we already have four or five Middle Eastern races. How many more do we think we could they would try to do? I 29. don't know.
1: I could see yeah. them trying to squeeze in Beirut. the beirut grand prix anybody sounds pretty good to me
2: i'd I'd be very surprised we also didn't get like a i know it's not really the middle east but i'm very surprised we wouldn't get a cairo grand prix or something i was about to say egypt Mm -hmm. egypt Mm -hmm. would be
1: cool having having a race on the african continent in general would be cool either kailami in south africa or Cairo, a Cairo street circuit would be kind of tricky. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. you know, Kailami is already an existing circuit, and I'm sure they have plenty of other stuff. And say like um, Morocco, like a Casablanca Grand Prix. Tell me how cool that sounds.
0: Hmm,
2: I think that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Is uh the circuit in South Africa still Grade One? Yes, it is it Grade is? One, okay. and That's they've
1: they've just updated it as well to conform to the newest Grade One standards. So. It used to be at like Monaco grade one, so not really grade one, but now it's up to code.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's that's what I was thought. I thought they had renewed something about yeah. it and made it. They wanted to get a shot in
1: case China got dropped, but China got dropped and they still didn't get a shot. Yeah. I'm serious. Put put F one in South Africa. I'm okay with that. Or Germany, please, please go back to the Hockenheim ring.
0: Yeah. Anyhow. That is all we're gonna talk about today on the Saudi Arabian takeover of formula one but when we come back we still got more formula one to talk about folks we got a long show left we got plenty to talk about so don't go anywhere you're listening to smooth operators on weagle 91.1 fm
1: and welcome back to the smooth operators podcast i'm your ben i'm <laughs> i am your ben mcclerkin uh good friend um, alongside my other Griggs Blankenberg good friend and my Noah Phillips good friend. Hello, everybody. And it is a beautiful Friday afternoon. And we are back to bring you a little story, a tale of someone who is very near and dear to my heart, a Dutchman at that. Um, I'm not talking about Max. No, thank you for clarifying. It is it is young Nick DeVry. Um So let's get right into this. So when he was in Formula 2, you as you know as many of you may know formula racing in general is not a cheap hobby or a cheap career and you need someone to help you fund that so back in 2019 Nick DeVries was racing in Formula Two and he had two seasons there with which he saw a championship in his second season before he went on to Formula E after not getting a Formula One seat but in his first season he needed to he needed to pay his way because as many young drivers have experienced, money is a bit of an issue. So he takes out a loan from a real estate mogul in the Netherlands, and this helps him pay for his second season in Formula 2, with which he won the championship. But there's a catch. The catch is, if he gets a Formula 1 seat before 2022, he does not have to pay a dime to the man who loaned him out the money. Now, if it's after, and he does get a Formula One seat, Nick DeVries has to pay him back 250,000 euros, which is not a small amount of money. It would be a good percentage of his first contract. But here's the thing. Nick has raced in Formula One in 2022, uh, taking Lewis Hamilton seat alongside George Russell, Taking Alex Albon seat when he was out for um, appendicitis, and he has seen much actually surprising results. Um, getting practice sessions with Mercedes, all that. Anyways, um, so he is arguing that he doesn't have to pay a single cent, not a single euro, not one dime, because he technically made it to Formula One before 2022. He was or er, during 2022. So, because it's before 2022 was over, his contract would mean that he would have to repay. Nick DeVries has already paid back $250,000, plus an additional $370,000, just in good But the man who lent him the money is now suing him for half of his entire earnings, because that was in the contract. You have to pay him back 250000 plus half of your earnings. Hmm. And so, Nick says... I don't have to give you half of my earnings because I made it to F1 before 2022 because he made it in the year 2022. Now that he has a full-time seat, the guy's obviously going to suit. This is this is pretty significant. I know it doesn't sound like a big deal because obviously, you know, first time hearing this, you're like, why should he have to pay him back? He made it. He got a seat. He did his job. He held up his end. But it's a big deal because he didn't technically have a contract. That is true. So Griggs, I'll start with you. Here's my question: If you were in Nick's situation, would you just say, "Yeah, here, take half of my money for this year, and then the rest, I'm not going to pay you back. We can settle this out of court," or would you let this go to court and fight the lawsuit?
0: I mean, it's a tough question. I mean, it really is. It's a, like with most F1 contracts. When you try to find the details of the contracts, it always is signed multi-year deal. Yeah, it's hard to find unless they will say it's if it's they have one year left on their deal. Yeah. most of the time. So it's a multi-year deal. So Let's say that Nick DeFries let's say yes, you should pay him back. If they yeah. make him pay him back. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the thing, it's like a technicality really, because yeah. Yes, he did race in Formula One. Did he have a seat? No. Yeah. Did he have a seat confirmed during the year twenty twenty two? Yes, he did. Yes. So the, the the problem is is that the terms of the contract didn't specify.
1: That's why Nick is saying I, I have an out, I don't have to pay this.
2: So I don't know. No, what what would you think? Here's my big deal. I'm going to go ahead and take a random guess and say this is going to be settled in the Netherlands, not in an American court.
1: Yes, it is in Dutch court.
2: Okay. When you look at it from an American point of view, which is what we are, it is so expensive to go to court for lawyers and you got to pay the courts and everything like that. It's definitely not half of $25 million or whatever he's getting. It is, but you got to think about it. You got to pay those lawyers a lot of money. And most likely, you're probably going to need more than one because of how big uh, this contract is. Right. So.
1: You're going to need a contract lawyer.
2: Not only that, you'll have to go to court that's in the Netherlands that takes you out of the performance center uh, where you're practicing, trying to get good stuff with the car. Yeah. So, if I'm Nick DeFreeze, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about the fact that this is going to take time out of my day and probably in the very good chance in the long run could cost me more money, yeah than just half of my contract
1: yeah what what he's thinking though is he can pay he's paid the guy back what he is what he originally lent, and then additional money, you know, just to say, hey, you know it's no blood no foul right, we're on good terms. The guy says, no, you're gonna pay me half <laughs> of your contract, which yeah. is quite substantial, and that's when when you have a big contract like that, a big loss is equally annoying. You know, like if you're getting paid $80,000 and 40000 of it went to a guy that got you the seat, oh, well, right. But when it's $25 million or whatever he's getting paid currently, and half of that's getting flushed, I can see why Nick would be a little frustrated.
2: And I completely understand if he wants to take it to court. But in the long run, it could very well backfire on him and that's the thing he's got to think yeah. about and it could be different in du- Deutschland. you know it could be the netherlands uh, the netherlands <laughs> deutschland Deutschland. deutschland, is, deutschland. Is, that's germany whatever that it was is so oh. you know what it is <laughs> um yeah whatever it is over there however their courts work right it right. could not be as much money as here it is in the states because you know how hard uh how much you had to pay lawyers and everything but if it is anything like America, you know, it could go very sideways for Nick DeVries.
1: Yeah. Uh, I He's in a tough spot, and this is a big deal, too, because this is the first time a Formula One driver has been involved in a lawsuit in decades. I, I can't remember the last time because it hasn't happened within my lifetime. I guess the last time I can think about or remember is uh, Fernando Alonso involved in Crashgate or Lewis Hamilton being involved in Spygate.
2: And all of those were like racing-related issues. Yeah, but an out-of-court lawsuit—I
1: can't huh. really think of any.
2: Exactly, which this is breaking new grounds in the circus known as Formula One.
1: <laughs> yeah, at least at least recently, it's all been it's all been plowed over before, and, and uh, planted. But right now, this is the first time this ground's getting turned, and um, I just—I I have a hard time you know, saying, prescribing what to do if I was him. But,
2: you know, we'll see what happens. It's a good thing you don't have to prescribe what to do.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's not like he's listening. Shout out to Nick DeVry if you're listening.
0: I do want to say one thing, though. I did the numbers, though. We are now officially boys been, well, been listened to in twelve different countries. We have we got wow. Hungary. T- I noticed today. Home of the Hungar- noticed, Ring, uh, my favorite racetrack. We noticed uh, Brazil last week or er, during this week, and we are now listened to in eighteen different states here in the United States. Eighteen states and twelve countries, man,
1: wow. We are. That's that's truly just such a. And we're averaging thing. around
0: two downloads an episode in the United Kingdom too. Wow. Hey. Over two or three. That's kind of crazy, honestly.
1: They have a race there, and. So do we. We got that in common. So keep Your country has a British race. People. We have a race. Your here. country
2: is the size of Alabama. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. I could. We. I've literally drive the entire country of Britain in a day, just to get to see my grandparents. I drive like two Britons to get home. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Griggs drives like what six, eight hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, that. That's one thing we love? We have a big country. But you do have trains. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be nice, but yeah, this Nick DeVries stuff. I'm. It's interesting to see. I imagine he would want to get this figured out before the season. Yes, almost entirely. Because, but then again, you have
1: less than a month. The person you're having less than two months.
0: The person you're filing a lawsuit against would be a nuisance. Would to schedule or have the court scheduled during the season. Which would make you want to imagine, which would make him want to settle. So that's what I'm kind of thinking, like, what if this guy who we got this money from is waiting out until the season kind of starts to go full blast on this? So that just to hijack his career, not just necessarily (laughs) that, but just force him to settle so he doesn't miss out on this time spot.
1: That's what I'm thinking. The suit is more of a law game than it is an actual lawsuit feel like he's just doing this to cash out um, and try and make some extra coin, which, I mean, I don't think that's what I would do, but I can see why he would do it. It's good business, I guess. It's just not, not an honest maneuver. So, Do you
2: not respect the grind? I
1: I do respect the grind, but I also believe that you should treat people well in business, and if you give somebody money, expect them to give you back exactly what you gave them and nothing more.
0: True. I guess again that goes back to just how important some of these contracts yeah. are where technically Nick's kinda right where yeah. he technically doesn't kind of quote unquote have to pay him back because the contract was so loosely worded where yes, he did race in Formula One in the year twenty twenty two and he signed a contract in the year twenty twenty two. Yeah. So
1: So he he shouldn't have to pay any more than what he was given.
0: Mhm. I think that's what's kinda leaning towards, I guess. Yeah.
1: I think I think you pay. He and he already did. He already literally just gave the guy the money. I was like here, take the money. It's fine. And the guy said, No, nope, it's not fine. Lawsuit. <laughs> Smacked him. <laughs> Smacked him with a lawsuit. I would if I was Nick, I would be very upset and kind of blindsided by it as well.
2: And Griggs, you brought up earlier how he might be trying to wait out into the season. Yeah. Alpha probably gonna want him doing a uh, Publicity stuff.
1: You think Helmut marco has got patience for a young driver in his rookie season in a lawsuit? Exactly. No
2: way. He's going to want him out here doing publicity stuff, being at the car reveal.
1: Wearing the AlphaTauri
0: clothing on his Instagram. Zamboni racing in Canada. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for those of you who don't know what a Zamboni is, look it up. They're hilarious.
0: And I can't believe they actually did that
1: wild. Also, racing Dakar trucks
0: in Cambodia. Like, what don't they do? True, true, true. That is going to do it for our talk on Nick DeVries. When we come back, we finally got the last date for the car reveal, so all 20 cars have been set when they're coming out. And then we have some more team principal news that came out today, so everything is finalized. So don't go anywhere. This is Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1
2: Welcome back into the browley Basin studio inside the Melton Student Center. This is Smooth Operators. My name is Bill Phillips. Joining me on my right is Grease Blankenberg. And to the one direction is been McCarkin. But so right now we're going to be talking about... I'm in a direction. The That's Benward. Benward. Yikes. You had it set for B for... I don't know. You had it set for P for Phillips when you should
0: have had it set for B for Benward. Wow. Mm. Inspirational.
1: I don't know how to respond.
0: <laughs> I'll respond for you. So, in 20, the 2023 car launch dates have now all been finalized, with the last day Haas now being the first team to reveal their car. They are going to reveal their car on this upcoming, I believe, Tuesday. Yes, that is correct. Tuesday, the 31st, they will be releasing the first car of 2023 of the year. And I, don't know. I feel like it's not going to be the Red Bull model what they're going to do. So on February third, Ben wasn't here last week. This is the first show we've had all together for the whole I had show. Had COVID. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> just a reminder. I, don't, I think we just said you were sick. I I was sick.
1: I did not have COVID.
0: Uh, February third was Red Bull doing their car launch in New York. So not the really? usual, not the usual soundstage kind of show that most F one teams reveal their cars on, but. Rebels taken to the streets of New York where they will release their 2023 car to try to retain their Constructors' Championship.
1: It's still going to be so boring. If you've ever watched one of these videos, it's like a hostage crisis. And I don't think we're licensed to play back any of the footage, but I just remember Sergio Perez saying, We are extremely excited to launch the Red Bull Formula 1 car for 2022. And they and they were excited. And then excited. he just stared blankly into the camera. It, it's it's just stop making your drivers do PR. It's a ripoff of RPM. Stop making your drivers do reveals and press stuff. Like it's terrible. I mean, I would have been excited if I saw that car. I would have. I would like to be the hype man. I would like to be like, guys, look at this work of art, and it's been drawn by hand by Adrian Newey. Look at it, by Red Bull. Thank you. But Red Bull launching in New York, that's a good move. It's better than whatever else happens with anybody else. I'm going to go ahead and say hey, everybody else is going to be boring. I'm going to look at the picture on Instagram, and that's all I need. I'm not going to waste three hours of my life.
2: Nah. you got to watch all three hours. Having man. them
1: talk about every single sponsor is not my cup of tea.
2: Bro, you don't want to learn about MoneyGram?
1: Or Bybit. What even is Bybit? I Personally, I liked it better when everybody was sponsored by Marlboro, and then they could say, <laughs> "Our company kills people." That's all they had to say. They just said, "We sell cigarettes," or like,
0: "I, I do." Know. I do remember the first like when I, it wasn't in Formula One; it was Ferrari, and it just had like the the I think the Marlboro ad across the front. Yeah,
1: that would have been a long time ago. I mean, they dropped they dropped tobacco sponsorships except McLaren, and <laughs> in two thousand and eight. And some countries still allowed it that season, but some did not. And uh, I just remember, like, I was very young, too. I remember seeing the barcode on the Ferraris in, like, 2011. And I was like, that looks like something familiar. Mm -hmm. And then I look on the side of the track, and there's a Marlboro logo. I was like, okay, that's what it is. Mm -hmm.
0: But, yeah. So, again, moving on, I I feel like a lot of the teams were pushed into, like, one week, and then there's, like, four teams that just decided to just do it early from everyone else. Yeah. You have yeah. Williams on the 6th, Alfa Romeo on the 7th, and then Avatar on the 11th, which is also doing it in New York City. Me and Noah found out yet uh, last week.
1: That's so exciting.
0: <laughs> and then wow. Ast- Aston Martin and McLaren on the 13th, Ferrari on the 14th, <laughs> uh, Mercedes on the 15th, and Alpine on the 16th.
1: Alpine being the last car to launch is the most French thing ever. <laughs> They're probably, like... We do not have to launch the car when everybody else does. They can all wait.
0: Well, You're doing a lot of impressions today.
1: Yeah, well, you know, some days it's easy on the impressions. Some days I've got to do a lot of them. Just keeping it spicy up in here. Mm. You Which know car do you is. think is going to look the best, Ben? Uh, If the Ferrari's actually red, unlike last season, it will be the Ferrari. If the Aston Martin's actually green, <laughs> it'll be the Aston Martin.
0: I like the Aston Martin color last year.
1: Yeah, it's it was definitely better than their first season. Their first season in F one, they were just too dark and it didn't look fast. The car just looked weird.
0: <laughs> the car just looked weird. Yeah, it was like it dark full. green
1: and bright pink, and it looked like a tractor.
0: Well, it was. <laughs> it did used to be. It did used to be Force India. Yeah, it did. So you had to. But they also count that.
1: well, the the pink was not from Force India. The pink was from their sponsor BWT. Which, mm. What happened to them? Alpine. That's right. They went with Alpine and Otmar. When Otmar left, they went to Alpine. And so Alpine ran a pink car. Will they run a pink car this season? Who knows? I'd be happy to see it. I liked it last year. Mhm.
0: I want to I wanna see a white and pink car. I would too. Yeah, the Ferrari's going to look great looking like that. No. <laughs> no.
1: I'd like to see uh, – there was a car back in the 90s that was pink. It was a Benetton, I think it was. It was gorgeous. I'm just going to pull up a picture real quick.
2: <laughs> oh, you are? You are. On what? On my cellular device. So, let me ask you a question. What Do you all think
0: Ferrari will actually not do red? They'll do something. They better yeah. do red. No, they're going to do red. No, I mean, what? Enzo Ferrari's one of his most famous quotes is when you ask a kid to color a car, he colors it red. Yeah. Yeah. So, But last year we included a green, like, stripe. mm
2: but that's Some still reason. majority red. Yeah, but that this green stripe looked terrible. I, I don't care what sponsor it is. Aren't it, they losing
0: one of their sponsors?
2: Yeah, we're losing uh, Mission Winzal or something, right? Mission ben? went out. Mission they were out, out last it? season.
1: Yeah, because that is actually Marlboro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep, McLaren carries on with their views mm-hmm. sponsorship. Who literally makes and sells
0: vapes? Mm-hmm. Don't but, vape. Mm-hmm. But moving on from that talk, we've now moved to the last team principal spot being filled. Alfa Romeo appoints Alessandro Aluni Bravi as the team representative. Uh, he has been appointed to the Sauber um, managing director uh, of the team after um, Fred um, uh, Vassior, uh, formerly of Alfa Romeo, moved to Ferrari. Huh. was that pretty. that is kind of pretty. Well, the, this green, the green this wheels is the are green interesting. Ben's yeah. showing me the picture right now.
1: Yeah, so they this season they actually painted the tires. Mm. I don't. I think they banned that pretty much immediately. But, yeah, I'm so, showing.
0: So McLaren's not going to add another color to their wheel this year? No, no more chrome wheels,
1: please, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm showing Greggs the Benetton B186, one of the most powerful cars ever, running with 1,400 horsepower without any kind of battery assistance. It was a four-cylinder turbo built by BMW, and it broke down half the time, but mm-hmm. that's a sidebar. What's interesting about this Alfa Romeo thing is that now that all the spots are closed, and I know nothing about Alessandro, I nothing at all. What? 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 Let's try career? to give Tell you some uh, give me some
0: info. background. Uh, I'm trying to look at see um, who is um, who was uh first uh, appointment since he was joining as CEO of something. Of Sauber, I think. CEO of Sauber. He's been on the board since 2017 Okay, and was named Managing Director of Sauber last March. So it's
1: just it's just a succession kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants to be more
0: involved in the team.
1: And he has that power. Okay. Or no, he wasn't
0: CEO. He was appointed by the CEO, the new CEO. He was
1: appointed by the new Sauber CEO, who will be joining Audi very soon. Also, did you see, speaking of Sauber, they got a new sponsorship. They did. Who? Um, It's from whom? Let's see. Yes. Orlin has left to go to Alpha AlphaTauri, and Alpha Romeo has landed Steak. It, they will now be known as Alpha Romeo F1 Team Steak.
0: I love it. Try not to laugh. Team I love
1: Steak. It. An online gambling and casino company. Oh. oh.
0: Oh, you said steak. I thought you said meant like the food, so steak. Okay, so that's like yeah. the thing that Drake is a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. That makes a lot more sense than the steak king. Beef steak.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not LB steak. It's uh it's just steak gambling. Which yes, sounds their, terrible. That's their presenting
0: sponsor. Steak. Steak. The world's leading betting their Twitter profile says the world's leading betting platform, official co partner Afro F one team, and, and also in the bio is at Drake approved. So that's crazy. Okay, Cringe. so Steak also is a part of I believe Everton Football Club. who Cringe. Another thing about them, they're facing relegation right now, so that's not really a great thing to have your name attached to. So but.
1: will Alpha Romeo down to GP2 or F2. We'll <laughs> see. But Move them to Super Formula. <laughs>
0: now that all the Enjoy. teams are filled, only two teams did not either have a driver or team principal leave this year, and that was the Red Bull and that was uh, the Mercedes. So those are the only two teams that stayed the same out of drivers and, and presidents.
1: Wow. Man. Well, you know they're doing something right. I think, it, I think Red Bull this season should definitely be more worried about Mercedes than Ferrari. Let's be honest. That late season form of Mercedes. And Senior Marco was talking about this. I know we don't like him. No one likes him. But he's very smart. And he's onto to something. He said... Red Bull should be more worried about Mercedes than Ferrari because Mercedes had their ducks in a row at the end of the season, while Ferrari collapsed. And Ferrari's going to have new structure. Red Bull's, Red Bull and Mercedes are going to be the exact same teams.
0: So, yeah, Total Wolf's going to just retire, right? He's, he can't. Well, he's a part of like the ownership group, so
1: he's moving out eventually.
0: Yeah, so I'm saying he's not going to be like fired. He's going to end up just going, um, leaving the team on his own terms. So he has, a, he has a plan to be a.
1: Primary shareholder and then run it, but not be a principal. That's
0: kind of so sick. You're just like running this thing. You're like, I'm still having my hand in this no yeah. matter what. He's he's
1: a he's a little puppet master.
2: He'd be like concierge or whatever. <laughs>
1: I'm talking about.
2: Is that the right word? What are you talking about? A concierge, you know? A concierge. Yeah. Concierge, or like, like, in like Godfather, a, you know? I w- I knew you were about to make a
1: Corleone. Reference. Yeah, I was gonna make Corleone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. What do you think I'm gonna do?
1: Sell me this olive oil. Anyways, mm. um, uh, where was I? Yeah, so that's going to be different for Mercedes. They're still going to remain s- stable. Although, you know, with um, James going to Williams, that's a big deal. Uh But they obviously quickly replaced him with another clone. But that said, Mercedes is a big threat, I think, to Red Bull and... The stability there is going to be something to watch out for.
0: But will their car look pretty, then? It won't be Ferrari pretty. No. Exactly. But we're going to have to wait a couple more weeks to find out since Ferrari decided to make it on the, what? On Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. Speaking So of, it's got to be red, right? Speaking of Valentine's Day
1: and Ferrari, it's because it's Charles Leclerc and his girlfriend broke up, so now Charles won't do anything stupid. <laughs> He'll be at the launch.
0: <laughs> I remember when someone who was joining the show said uh, Sh- uh, Charlotte Claire was the most attractive Formula One driver. Anyways. Better, better watch out, Benward. <laughs> but that is going to do it for our talk on the car launch. When we come back. We still got more Formula One to talk about. We got one more segment left before we send you on your way to this gorgeous weekend. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM.
1: And welcome back to the Smooth Operators Podcast. I'm your good friend, Ben McClurkin, alongside my other good friends, Griggs Blankenberg and Noah Phillips. All right, and so today, what we're going to do, we're going to play a little game. A little game. I'm excited. We are going to play a little game. So so, we're going to
0: do, you know, before the show, we're talking about like the NFL draft. And so what if we did a Formula One dream draft? So this would be like a dream team type of thing. So how how is it going to go? Each of us gets four picks. We could pick them in each any order we want it's going to be a snake draft so what's going to be is we're going to pick one current driver one former driver one team and one team principal current team principal the only past thing we're doing is the past driver so gentlemen i'm going to ask you to tell me a number pick a number between one through ten the closest one gets to set the draft order which will be a snake draft so if you go first in the first round you're going last in the second round if that makes sense all right Noah, what is your number? One through ten? Yes. One. Ben? Nice little lucky four. I'm going to go seven. Siri, pick a number one through ten.
2: What are using, Siri now?
0: Okay, it's eight. So I said seven. seven. So All I will right, go. So
1: Griggs has first. So
0: hit. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say uh, Noah second and Ben third. So Ben will be well, the first in the second round.
1: what did Noah guess? One? One. I guess four. So I go second.
0: Okay, yeah, true. All right, so it will be me first, Ben second, Noah third, and then Noah will have the first pick in the second round. Okay, so for my first pick, so... And it can be any category it you want can be any first. category, but you have, to, you have to pick one eventually at the end. Okay. Okay, my first pick, I'm going with Ferrari as my team. The most dominant team in Formula One history, the most prestige, the most history... The most recognizable brand in the sport. I'm going with Ferrari. Okay, so you have team. I have teams. So mean get, do you, you have
1: to pick car as well?
0: No, just team. Oh, okay. So you can pick whatever you want now.
1: So it's current. It's current, current team dri-
0: structure. Current car. Current car. Current okay. team structure with current car, and then with uh past driver, current driver, and then a current team principal.
1: Okay, so my first pick will be the Red Bull team. The Red Bull team. Easy choice here. Double world champions. Uh, most recently, constructors champion.
2: They have a lot of history
1: of winning. I'll take Red Bull.
2: All right, Noah. So team principles have to be current, right? They can't be past. Okay, well, I was going to pick Enzo Ferrari, but <laughs> Dang. since I can't, I will pick Toto Wolf as hmm. my team principal. All right. So yeah. you got that, and now you get to another pick. And then for my actual team, I was thinking about this. I was trying to figure out what would be the most profitable. Obviously, you two just picked really good ones. I'm going to have to go with McLaren because hmm. I think that McLaren car can sell. Oh, I was talking more. about
0: like, okay, so we're going current drivers. I was well, saying, he, I was saying picked, one driver. He picked
1: in a th- team and then a team principal. Yeah, my oh, brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you
0: picked, okay, so McLaren is the brand. Got it, got it. All right.
1: not, not the driver or the team principal. Sorry, I was confused.
0: All right, so Noah has team and team principal. Ben? Okay, so I'll pick. A hmm, hmm, hmm.
1: pass driver.
0: Okay.
1: I'm gonna go with peak career Mika Hakkinen.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yep. All right. So for me, I'm gonna go Christian Horner as my team principal. Okay. He's got a history of success. He's been there since the start of the Red Bull team name, and Again, you kind of said when you pick Rebel, double world champions. He knows experience. He knows what it takes to win. Hmm. And for my past driver, yeah, I'm going Ayrton Senna. Okay. Okay. All right, Ben's third pick. Um, you need a I current need a team driver,
1: principal, and a current driver. So my pick will be for, and it can be, it has to be a current team principal, correct? Correct. Okay. So my Current team principal, since Toto and Horner are off the list, I will pick. Oh, yeah. You know I got to go with Gunther Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, a- it'll make for a really scrappy team.
0: It'll make for great content, too, on oh, Survive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Noah, your last two picks. You got current driver and past driver.
2: So for my current driver, I'm going to have to go with. Charles LeClaire. Mm. And then I'm split between two for my past driver. Of course, probably the most obvious one, Michael Schumacher. <laughs> and then... Who is not dead. He's not dead, no. not dead. No. And then the other one I was thinking about was Nikki Lauda. Mm. Who was sadly recently passed. Yes. Mm. R.I.P. But when it comes down to it, I'm going to go with Nikki Louder. Mm. just because I think he can help develop the car just a smidge better
0: Wow, Michael wow. Schumacher.
1: Michael wow. Schumacher was really talented at setup, you know. I know he was, but
2: I think Nikki Lauder was just a smidge better. Wow. Just, just a smidge. Okay. Just it's a smidge. Just okay. a smidge. And smidges matter in racing. Mm. Yeah.
0: It does. Indeed. Indeed. All right, Ben. Current driver.
1: Current driver. Well, I already have the raw speed and aggression of Mika Hakkinen, so in order to complement that, I will go with... The crash into your teammate spawning ability of George Russell. Mm. Oh, that is who I was going to take. Oh, so now I've got Micah George. Um, team principal is Gunther Steiner. Uh, my car. I don't think I've picked the team. Have I picked the team? Yes, I picked. Yeah, a you team. picked the team. I think you picked Red Bull. Yes, I picked Red Bull. And I've got my drivers. So, do I have one more pick? No, you're done. I'm done? I'm one. done picking? Oh, one. this was so fun, though. You're done. Okay.
0: Okay, so I was going to pick on George Russell because that's a driver you can get for years to come. You don't have to worry about that. Still got a lot of youth. You
1: just have to worry about him crashing his teammate or anyone else.
0: I want to say Max, but I, Ayrton's going to be my number one driver on my team. That's without a question. They would so butt heads. Yeah, that would not work. I'm looking at this name. I'd... You're gonna say Carlos. I'm not gonna say Carlos. You're not gonna say Carlos. I'm not gonna say Carlos. You're not gonna say Lewis. I'm not gonna 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 say say Lewis. Daniel Ricciardo. No. Rip. You know what? Okay. I'm going with Lando Norris. Ooh. Ooh. Up and comer. The F one is really, really, really pushing. They want him to be one of these people in contention. He is. He is in contention. He's gonna be a world champion. Mark words. That's why everyone's talking about once Checo's contract's up, guess he's gonna walk right into Red Bull. Lando. Lando, I think Lando in can in do there it because like he he's it. got that experience he want. He's finished on podiums before. He was yeah. the only non Red Bull, Ferrari, or Mercedes driver to get on the podium last year. Fact or fiction? Fact. That is a fact. And he's still got like that. I you- wouldn't. Know yeah, that. I know. He's still got that youth and experience that I'm kind of looking for, where it's not like he's already past the middle stage, maybe of his career, but where he still's got that youthful intelligence. And then you can you can get all these brand deals and stuff with him. He's a very marketable person. Mm-hmm. While Ayrton's just being my number one driver in that.
1: Hmm. Wow. So that, that, was a fun, that was a
0: fun little experiment we that did right there. That was
1: a fun little experiment. Wait, who would you make number one and number two drivers?
0: That's what I've learned. Oh, okay. Know. So I would. I said Ayrton, and then I said Lando is mine. Okay.
2: Noah, what about you? Uh, my number one is probably Lauda, and then my number two is probably Leclerc.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
2: It's neck and neck. They're probably like, I'm just letting them race. Yeah. I'm not going to choose sides.
1: Like I said earlier, I'm going to let Mika and George race it out. I would love to see that because Mika just – gosh, if you go back and watch one of his races when he won the world championship back-to-back and Mm -hmm. then retired, watch one of those races, and you'll just see just how much the car slides around and how how controlled he was and being on the limit. Mm -hmm. I would just let them race it out because George is a guy who breaks super late.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. watch them battle it out.
0: Well, if you have an opinion on which team do you think was best, me, Noah, or Ben's, if you feel so inclined, you can hit us up on Twitter. Those are at the beginning of our show. But that is going to do it for our show today. We will be back again next week. We're one week closer to racing, boys, but we still got a little bit ways to go. Too but that's going to be all for today. We'll be back same time next week, 1 p.m. Fridays, on Weagle 9.1.1 FM. But for Noah Phillips, Ben McClurkin, I'm Greg Splankbrick. This has been Smooth Operators. Thank you for listening, and War Eagle.
2: That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Till next time, this has been the smoothest operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.